Hi, everyone. It's Robert Poole. In today's episode, I want to talk about how to avoid spending tons of money and time going after prospects with the wrong sales message and hampering your sales before you even get started. Let's get to it. You have a small B2B business. Are you frustrated with the lack of resources to grow in B2B? So where do we go to learn how to grow our B2B small business? Should we focus on traditional offline methods, online techniques, or both? How do we bring in more clients and revenue and yet keep our sanity? I'm Robert Poole. Join me as I share two decades of B2B growth experience, learn new techniques, and combine both offline and online growth strategies to grow my own business. If you're listening to this podcast, you're part of an elite group of achievers who aren't willing to settle for a, just a nine to five job. Welcome to the tribe and welcome home. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having an outstanding day today. Uh, you know, before we get started, uh, I wanted to make a quick comment about what's going on in the United States right now. You know, I happen to be recording this the week of the elections in the U.S., and they're still counting votes. You know, it's been a very stressful time for a lot of people as there's, you know, a lot of emotion wrapped up in this whole thing. You know, in fact, I saw an article that cited a study where 55% of the respondents said that election day was going to be the single most stressful day of their entire life. I mean, geez, what's happened to us as a society? Anyway, I'm, I'm not going to get into the politics of this at all. You know, like everyone, I have my opinions, but it's not relevant to this podcast or our business. So uh, the reason I'm, I wanted to go, kind of go on this side rant, uh, and it wasn't planned, is really because uh, I, I felt like I wanted to remind all of you about the impact on our society that you make every day. I believe more than any politician, business owners, uh, and small business in particular, and professional salespeople are really the true influencers and effectors of change for good in our society. You know, regardless of who wins the White House or Congress, what laws they pass, what regulations they implement or don't, you know, when it comes to positively affecting the quality of lives of everyone in this country and certainly around the world, I believe that entrepreneurs are the ones who actually make a difference in the long term. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you're either a small business owner or a professional salesperson, you know, you're part of the solution and not the problem. You should be very proud of that. And I'm proud to be part of that group. Okay, so I, like I said, I wasn't planning on that side rain, but I just noticed that, you know, a lot of people, including, you know, fellow entrepreneurs and friends of mine that have gotten caught up in the stress of this thing. And I just wanted to take a step back and remind you of how important your role is. Okay, rant over. Let's uh, get down to business for the episode. You know, in the last episode, we talked about how to give yourself an instant raise in your business just by managing your resources in a specific manner. I think it's worth your time if you, hasn't li- if you haven't listened to it yet. Today, I want to talk about our prospects in B2B. I mean, a lot of this, I guess, applies to all businesses, but, you know, in general with B2B, our sales cycles are typically longer, the acquisition of a customer more costly, and the size or the frequency of the sale is often different than in B2C. You know, the big thing of this episode is that you don't know what stage your prospects are in the buying process. It's very difficult to market and to sell to them effectively. You know, if you're trying to sell somebody with a sales message that doesn't fit them, you know, you really have an uphill battle and most likely won't get the deal and maybe even burn bridges down the road. Uh, first of all, you know, I'm going to assume that you've done the research and are very clear on who your dream customers are. Um, and if you don't know what that means or uh, or if you haven't got that clarity, uh, I think you want to start with that. And, you know, I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that cause, concept because I think it's so important in understanding your dream customer. You know, um, boy, it was uh, probably... Eight or nine years ago, I think I, I read uh, Chet Holmes, uh, the sales trainer, in a book. Um, well, anyway, uh, it's his famous book. But 
you know, and I remember in there he talked about um, this visual of if you were to be in a stadium and looked out and there was a thousand of your prospects out there, you know, he kind of broke it down in percentages and, you know, and in his research and he was in B2B and, uh, you know, in the advertising media, you know, business, um, you know, and I think he did a lot of research, he said over years, and he basically said, um, you know, if you look at it, about 3% of your uh, of that crowd would be, you know, lay downs or people who were your hot buyers, you know, that sort of thing. 7% would be, you know, kind of open to buying, you know, they're not really, you know, they're a little bit maybe dissatisfied with their current solution. Um, and then, you know, the remaining, you know, 90% are in some stage or the other, you know, maybe a 30% uh, are in the not thinking about buying, you know, either, I mean, they're not against it, but they're not really for it out, you know, they're just not thinking about it. Uh, another 30% um, don't really think they're interested in your product or service. Uh, and then there's the, the remaining 30% that are definitely not interested, you know, in their mind. So in this example, uh, he, you know, he talked about, uh, you know, if you design your pitch, you know, and get on stage and you're trying to sell those people, 90% of them are going to walk out at, uh, on you because, you know, they have no interest in in what you're saying. And you're not appealing to them at all. So you have to appeal to, you know, 100%. Uh, you know, in, in some way, or at least, you know, direct to the 90% because the 10% are most likely going to buy regardless. You know, and one thing that, you know, he didn't really address, but I, I think, uh, you know, is uh, even more important is that I think that after you, you know, have a general sales message that, you know, will appeal and not turn off, you know, the 90%, that, you know, all of these types should be micro-targeted with specific messages once they identify themselves. So, you know, how do you identify them? You know, again, I think you can break this down into really three stage of buyers. You know, you've got your hot buyers. Uh, you know, they know they have a problem. They know their solutions. They they know who you are, maybe, and uh, familiar with your solution. Um, you know, those are obviously the best buyers, the low hanging fruit that you want to go after first. There's, you know, the warm buyers that, you know, they've got a problem. They know there are solutions out there, but they don't necessarily know about you or your solution. And then there's the the cold buyers that really they're unaware they even have a uh, problem and, you know, unaware that there are solutions, you know, to that problem and definitely unaware of you. You know, so how do you find out what stage, uh, a, you know, a prospect is in? You know, um, I think with the uh, hot buyers, it's pretty easy to identify them that, you know, they've, you know, bought something from you before, you know, their current or past customer, you know, that sort of thing. You know, the warm buyers are, you know, potentially people who are using your competitors so they're aware of, you know, their problem and they're trying to fix it. Uh, and then the cold is everybody else. And, uh, you know, so specifically, what do you, what do you do to identify them? You know, with the, as I said, with the hot ones, it's pretty easy to start with your customer, past customer list, but you can do things like, you know, looking at what people are searching for online, you know, um, who's going to your website, you know, who's calling in your company, what type of people, that sort of thing. You know, you can even with warm people, you can do surveys on, you know, what uh, companies that, you know, inbound inquiries or even customers are using, you know, currently and ask prospects who call in or acquire, you know, what kind of what what competitors are they using? You know, and, you know, you can get into online, you know, people in groups asking questions, you know, about, you know, who's using what and that sort of thing, um, you know, viewing competitors sites and seeing those stats. Uh, and with, you know, social media and retargeting all that, you can kind of get that group that is looking at your competitors and, and market to them directly. And that's, you know, all kind of warm stuff. And then, you know, you've got the, the cold ones that, you know, are 
basically your typical demographic dream customer, you know, they're based upon their position at the company, you know, the size of the company and their budget, you know, known problems in their industry uh, that other companies have, uh, that sort of thing. So, um, you know, so how do you really target them based on what stage they are in the buying process? You know, I think the, the first step is once you've identified them is to find out where they're congregating, uh, so to speak. Um, you know, online, that might be things like, you know, a Facebook group or LinkedIn community, uh, you know, certain websites with forums and, you know, that sort of thing, you know, might be, you know, experts that they follow on podcast, YouTube, blog, whatever, you know, that sort of thing, the, the interest they have, you know, and uh, and then, you know, from an offline perspective, you know, they may read certain journals or trade publications, uh, you know, they might go to conventions and trade shows that are specific to their interests and what they're looking for, um, you know, and then, of course, reaching out directly through cold calling, mailers, emails, um, you know, associations, networking groups, uh, even continuing education classes in those industries that are more highly regulated, you know, so, um, you know, only after you've identified who your dream customers are and what buying stage they're in um, and the best place to get in front of them, can you really start marketing and selling to them? You know, as I said, um, I, I would add a little bit to, to Chet's original idea about tailoring your sales message. Uh, I think you you obviously do have need to have a general sales message that can kind of appeal to everyone and not really um, turn anybody off, depending on which stage they're in. Uh, but you really can't stop there, in my opinion, because certainly these days uh, you've got a lot more technology, a lot more opportunities to target people than maybe you did, you know, 10 years or uh, t- definitely 20 or 30 years ago. Um, and because of the the types and the stages that your buying customers are in, um, you really have to target them with different sales messages. You know, as an example, um, you know, and I'll probably butcher this a little bit because I don't know a lot about the industry, but, you know, medical device sales, for for instance, you know, um, what would be, a, you know, sort of a hot message, you know, to them, to the, what would you say to somebody who's in that hot category, you know? Yeah, you'd say something like, you know, check out the best selling, most effective medical device X or whatever, you know, because they probably know who you are and they probably are, are thinking about buying. Uh, so they're just at that point evaluating features and all that kind of stuff and pricing. Um, you know, the warm people, you know, are, you know, aware of their, their problems. So you're, you might hit them up with, uh, you know, Hey, are you frustrated with the features of your current medical device X or, you know, Hey, check out this one, you know, type of thing. And then for the people that are, you know, the cold group, you know, did you know that there's a medical device that solves X, Y, and Z problem? You know, check this out because they were unaware of their problem, but you just pointed it out to them. So really the, the process is, you know, first identify your dream customer by demographics, psychodemographics, whatever, you know, that whole process, you know, and then find out how to identify where they are in the pro- buying process, hot, cold, um, you know, warm, that sort of thing. And then you want to tailor your sales message differently to the different groups as well as having a sales message for everyone that's uh, generic, but still powerful. So takeaways from this episode, uh, you know, again, the, really the process is you have to be very clear on who your dream customer is first, find out where they congregate, uh, you know, identify the stage in their buying process, and then the marketing and sales can start. You know, you want to tailor your sales message to which group you're talking to. I mean, that means if you're cold calling the, you know, what the what's the message that's going to appeal to the wider audience since you really don't know where they are in the process. And once that progression and that conversation occurs, then you can start tailoring that sales message once you can figure out where they are in the buying process. You know, if you're soliciting business from your own past customers, you know, can that's a lot easier message to tailor to fit their situation. 
and what situation they're probably in now. You know, if you segment market and sell to your prospects this way, you're going to save yourself an enormous amount of time, uh, money, and frustration. At the same time, you're really going to shortcut the sales process. So I hope you've got some ideas from this today and maybe you can see how they might apply to your business. Thanks for the, your time and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening today. I hope you learned something you can implement right away. I know your time is valuable and it's really an honor to serve you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes and give me your honest feedback and what future subjects would help you out the most. Now, I've also put together a short ebook on some of the top lessons I've learned in 20 years uh, in a B2B business. You can download a free copy at growyourb2bcompany.com. That's growyourb2bcompany.com.